ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ట్రాన్స్లేషన్ అగేన్ దర్ ఆర్ దోస్ టూ నాట్ కన్వర్సెంట్ ఇన్ స్పిరిచువల్ నాలెడ్జ్ begin to worship the supreme person upon hearing about him from others because of their tendency to hear from authorities they also transcend the path of birth and death this verse purport this verse is particularly applicable to the to modern society because in modern society there is practically no education in spiritual matters some of the people may appear to be atheistic or agnostic or philosophical but actually there is no knowledge of philosophy as for the common man if he is a good soul then there is a chance for advancement in hearing this hearing process is very important okay can read up to that lord chaitanya who preached krishna consciousness in the modern world gave great stress to hearing because if the common man simply hears from authoritative sources he can progress especially according to lord chaitanya if he hears the transcendental vibration Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare 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 Hare
uh, you should hear from me uh, in because by such hearing you can be completely freed from all doubt. So he tells Arjuna, Srinu, hear from me. The same uh, hearing process is being recommended here. And in the purport, Prabhupada quotes yet another verse which stresses the hearing process. He, he uh, paraphrases it, he doesn't directly quote it. A verse from Srimad Bhagavatam that was given uh, very great importance by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Jnane Pryasamuda Pasyanamanta Eva Jivanti San San Mukharitam Bhagatiyavata Sane Sita Shutigatam Tanavanobi Yaprayasam Chitajitopi Apitraistri Lokya. In this verse the the words are there that uh, one should hear again, Shutigatam, the process of hearing. The one should give up the endeavor simply to try to understand everything by acquiring academic knowledge. This process of trying to become a very great learned person is actually antithetical to bhakti. Bhakti means to accept that I am inferior to the Supreme Lord, I am a servant. But in material existence, if we have a lot of, if we have a lot of money, or if we're very learned, or if we somehow that we get many followers, we tend to get this uh, abhiman, this big false ego of thinking, I am God or I am very great. Dhane jane pandite krishnere nahipari keval bhakti vashtretanagosha That by money, by popularity, or by becoming a great scholar, even of the Vedic literature, one cannot attain Krishna. But uh, Krishna, not only can you get Krishna, but he actually, Krishna actually becomes under the control of a devotee who has pure unalloyed devotion for him. So the endeavor to become a great scholar is condemned to be a, simply amassing a masses of information within his brain cells. But instead one should become humble. And one should hear about Krishna from self-realized souls. It requires humility to hear. Generally we like to that others will hear us. One to hear, one has to have respect for the speaker. Sometimes I mean I'm, I'm not talking about spiritual matters, but in ordinary life we can find it very frustrating if we're trying to discuss something with someone and they don't like to listen, they only like to talk that uh, they, they'll only talk, 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 and they're not, they won't hear one word from you. So it's said that one of the qualities of a leader is the ability to listen. So generally we think a leader means someone who others listen to him. Do this, do that, go there, do that. But the quality of a good leader is that he knows, he, he understands that, well, I don't know everything, and uh, maybe others, they have some good ideas also, so I can listen to them also. Of course, a good leader also has to be intelligent enough to understand that not everything everyone says is a good idea. But uh, you see that many of the great leaders in human society, their plans failed because they were not prepared to listen to others. To give a mundane example, Herr, Herr Hitler was advised by his generals not to attack Russia. And then even when he started the campaign, he was uh, well into the campaign. He was advised by them not to attack Stalingrad, not to, you should concentrate on Moscow. But he didn't, again, he didn't listen. On the Western Front also, his generals, General Rommel gave him advice. He didn't listen. And uh, eventually, 
you know, his plans the whole Germany was completely smashed. The ability to listen, even though one has himself good intelligence, the ability to listen and take advice from others, that is a good quality in this material world. Now, hearing in spiritual matters, hearing from a guru or hearing from a uh, self-realized devotee, that is a little different. One has to hear with the faith that what is being told is absolutely correct. As Arjuna said to Krishna, Sarvam etadritang manye yang mang vadasikeshava that, oh Krishna, I accept absolutely is correct everything you tell me. Actually, I just gave a lecture last night discussing this verse. Now, it sounds like blind faith. Why it's not blind faith? Why it's very uh, reasonable faith for Arjuna to say this. But his, his attitude in accepting Krishna is not exactly the same where, well, I have my opinion, you have your opinion, let's discuss and come to some conclusion. It's not like that. In uh, discussing the absolute truth, it means exactly that, absolute. Absolute means it's not subject to opinion. Many people think that, well, there are many different opinions about spiritual life and you can just choose which is the best for you. Uh, this is actually not a very good proposition, even in most material matters, that you just choose whatever is best for you. Because there are certain fixed facts of this material world that we have to act in consonance of. Just like, for instance, if we are feeling thirsty, we should drink something which is either water or something based on water, such as Shabbat, or Pepsi-Cola, or beer, these are all different drinks, they're all based on water. Now, um, sunflower oil is also a liquid. If we're thinking, I'm thirsty, I should drink something, that means I should drink something liquid. But if we drink one glassful of liquid sunflower oil, it won't have the same effect as drinking a glass of water, or Pepsi-Cola, or beer. Beer also quenches the thirst. But we don't recommend it. <laughs> so you may say, well, you can drink anything you like according to your taste. So do you want to drink some ink? It's also liquid. Maybe you see, why, why do the same as everybody else? Why not be different? You know, it's just boring drinking water all the time. Why not drink a bottle of ink or bleach? Be different. Express yourself. Be an individual. So why should this not be done? Do we need a doctor to explain why we have some doctors here? But we don't need a doctor to explain to us that it's not a very good idea to drink a glass full of ink or sunflower So in other words, there are, we, we can understand from this uh, rather absurd example that there are certain uh, axioms of this, even in this material world, that we have to act in relationship with. There are certain things which are fixed, and you can't say, well, you just according to your taste, or you just, uh, you can drink uh, ink or sunflower oil, and it's all the same. You have to drink water, or at least things based on water. And things uh, based on water which are, in other words, the things which are mixed with the water, if it's lemonade, if it's lemonade, that's okay. If it's ink, that's also water-based. That's not okay. So in the same way, um, in spiritual life, there are certain fixed facts of cosmic existence. But uh, when we're talking about spiritual existence, these are very subtle facts. But it is, it is as essential to our spiritual existence to know what exactly we require for our spiritual nourishment as it is essential for our bodies 
to know to drink water and not ink. Because we are on the gross bodily platform, it's easy for us to understand that drinking water is good for the body, drinking ink isn't. Now, there's the gross bodily platform, there's also the mental platform. This is more subtle than the gross bodily platform. And uh, still, people, some people can understand what's good for them on the, on the mental platform, but many people are also confused in this matter. For instance, uh, not very long ago, it used to be quite well accepted among parents that it's not very good to let your children watch uh, violent movies and sexy movies. Because even this doesn't do any harm to the body, but we can understand that it pollutes the mentality. But nowadays, uh, parents, mostly they don't care. You watch whatever's there, whatever you like. Don't bother me, and you just watch TV. So that discrimination of what is good on the mental level, even that is good. That is a more subtle level than the bodily level, the mental, yeah. mental or the level of uh, conscious. Then even more subtle is the spiritual level. And uh, most people are so dull that they really have very little idea about this at all. And if they do have any idea, they tend to be uh, very confused, tends to be a very confused idea. Just like there's one uh, popular idea about God that uh, he first of all made one man and then he pulled a bone out of the man which became a woman. And then because uh, this man and woman, they ate an apple, the whole human race has been suffering ever since. Uh, but God came down to this earth and died, and then that cleared away the sins of those who believe he was God. So this is a very uh, confused and very uh, foolish kind of idea, which only people who have no real idea of it of any philosophy could even begin to accept. And there are many such foolish ideas. There is, uh, some people accept that God has incarnated in a village in Andhra Pradesh and his great contribution to human society is drinking water project. They don't consider that, well, if he was God, he could just send some rain and then you don't need all these drinking water projects. So as Prabhupada notes here in the Prabhupada, that in the modern society, um, actually there's no knowledge of philosophy. Prabhupada notes here that some, some people may appear to be atheistic or agnostic or in this way somewhat philosophical, but actually there's no knowledge of philosophy. Our devotees who are uh, preaching Krishna consciousness, they're often very frustrated in this regard because when we study Srila Prabhupada's books then, uh, and when we hear from devotees, then we get such clear understanding of the philosophy of the absolute truth. And then we go to speak with people, even with people who are supposed to be intelligent, and they're so philosophically uh, foolish that it's it's very difficult to discuss anything with them. For instance, um, I was once discussing with a man, and I was giving an example of a of a blind man and how the cataracts, the, the cataracts have to be removed. The ability to see is there, but it's, it's covered by an artificial covering called the cataract. This man was so stupid. I mean, I'll tell you how stupid he was. Eh? He said, why, are, you know, why do you think blind people are inferior? Uh, he's asking. Yeah, very challenged like that. What have you got against blind people? Why are you discriminating against them? How, I mean, how can you discuss with people who are so stupid? That's why it's said you should never argue with a fool because other people won't be able to tell the difference. I call that one before you. Yeah? It's an ongoing 
not a job. I mean, it's a good piece of advice. I've many times had this experience, especially traveling on long train journeys. And, uh, you know, it's a long journey, so time passed. Do you say that in Tamil? Time passed. They don't say it in English, English, but they say it in all varieties of Indian languages which have adopted it from some form of English. In Hindi and Tamil and all these languages. In English, English, they say past time, but anyway. So anyway, they want to pass that time, and so they start asking, well, you know, what is this? What is this Hare Krishna? What do you believe? And this and that. And but then you start to speak the uh, philosophy of Bhagavad Gita, and then they start all their stupid protests. And you'll find that all the, uh, mostly all the people, they'll, they'll support the, whatever foolish position is. Every, everyone suddenly becomes a great philosopher, uh, and uh, they start supporting all different foolish positions. And uh, yeah, many times I've had the experience, they'll all say that no, you know, what's wrong with this, what's wrong with enjoying this material world, and... And uh, like this, they go on, and uh, even old men, you know, they're, they're probably going to die with it. any time they can, they can drop dead, because anyone can drop dead, but older men especially, and they're, they're saying, no, no, we should enjoy life. So there's no knowledge of philosophy, and it's very difficult to find anyone who's actually sincere to understand any real philosophy. But somehow or other, if one can have sufficient humility to understand that I need to hear from someone who knows the facts of the absolute truth, then he can be benefited. Most people, they cannot hear this Krishna conscious philosophy. It's too painful for them to hear that I am subordinate to the Supreme Lord. It's very painful. You may think, well, you know, most people believe in God, but actually they don't. They just say God, 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 God. But if you discuss with them, they'll, they'll, their concept of God is as a non-person. And if he's some kind of person, he's someone who his job is to fulfill all your personal desires. That we have to give up our personal desires and act according to his personal desires, most people cannot hear that. And if these things that giving up meat-eating, gambling, illicit sex, coffee, and all these kind of things, it's... It's too painful for most people to hear. So people can't hear because it's too painful. Another kind of person, they can't hear means they really cannot hear. It means the sound may enter their eardrum, but it doesn't get it, it doesn't get processed by the neurons. It just kind of goes in there and dissolves. <laughs> Manda buddhi. As they say in English, and you probably say something similar in Tamil, it goes in one ear and out the other. I've met many people like this. They say, oh, I saw you on TV many times. I happen to be a TV star, just if you didn't know. So, uh, so I saw you on TV so many times. Here, come. I'll, I'll buy you a, a cup of tea. But every time on TV, I'm saying no tea. But they didn't hear it. They heard it. It's... Shrinvan api na shrinvati. They hear, but they don't hear. They just say, oh, you see, white man speaking Hindi. Very nice. Nice Hindu. But they don't hear what is said. So if one has the humility and the good intelligence to understand that my intelligence is limited and I need to understand about the absolute truth from those who know, then they can begin to focus. And actually there are some people who also listen, just like you are listening now. And you can make progress in Krishna consciousness by hearing. Not only by hearing, but by chanting, by serving, by associating with devotees. But hearing is essential. Even if we chant and do service, 
if we don't hear properly, then we won't have a clear understanding of why we are doing what we are doing, and therefore we won't advance properly. Unless we hear properly from devotees, then the uh, anarthas or the unwanted things in our hearts, lust, greed, anger, envy, they will remain there. Unless we're prepared to hear, and hear means not only intellectually, but to accept that those instructions within our hearts, unless we're prepared to do that, then even our chanting may increase our sense of pride, which is the opposite of bhakti. Even studying, even reading the Shastra, that can simply increase our pride. That's now, now I'm becoming very learned and all this. That's why uh, in the Krishna conscious process. It's not simply that we read books, but we have to hear from and associate with and take guidance regularly from devotees. We stress, read Prabhupada's books, but hear from devotees also, associate with devotees. So all this uh, class has been on the subject of how we have to hear Krishna and the philosophy that Krishna teaches us. Sometimes we can have a whole class just on the importance of hearing so that when we again come to class, that we'll hear very nicely, understanding the importance of hearing. So please come regularly, try to hear from the devotees here, who can guide you in understanding how to understand the uh, supreme, subtle, absolute truth, who is Krishna. Hare Krishna. I could say much more about this, but it's fairly late. You all have to go to work or school or whatever tomorrow so, and we also have to rise early tomorrow morning so we'll finish that again thank you for your very nice welcome it's very very happy to see all of you again and some new faces also Hare